House of Sueños by Meme Garcia. Episode 5 La Despedida. Welcome to the final episode of House of Sueños. The attic is still again, but unlike before, es una quietud que viene de la parte más honda de la tristeza. A kind of sadness that leaks through every crack, every corner, every pore. It's almost like the attic is floating underwater, deep under the ocean's surface. Mom lays in the middle of the attic, unmoving, surrounded by all of the broken and secret things she had tried to pack before Amelia. <sighs> the box of Papi's stuff is nowhere to be found. Rena appears just outside of the attic, her hand hovering above the doorknob. She's been let out of the psych ward and she is dressed once again in her black suit. Her phone rings in the distance. ¿Qué quieres, gringo? Rina. Hi. I, I didn't think you'd pick up. Well, I did. There's no easy way to say this. Spit it out, then. I was really hoping it'd be a voicemail. I thought your mother would want to do this, but she's... I haven't seen her in days. I moved out, and I'm not sure she's equipped. One woe to tread upon another's heels so fast they follow. I told her, I told her that we had to watch out for Amelia, and now she's... How she found her way so far out to sea, I will never know. I just got back from the police. I had to identify the... Your sister's drowned, Rena. Drowned? Where? There's a bluff that shows his rocky walls in the ocean's water, and there, with little gifts for us, for her, of flowers, Cigarettes, nail polish, and little incoherent notes thrown to the wind. You might have called it a quintito, but the police think it was a suicide note. There on the cliff, she hovered on the edge, strewing her offerings to the wind and the sea. And for a moment, she thought she could fly, so she took a step off the earth and fell. fell into the churning and frothy waters of the Pacific. Time seemed to slow as she jumped, her clothes spread wide and sparrow-like a while. She floated midair, which time she sang the briefest of songs. And it was like she belonged in that moment. 
But long it could not be until time caught up with her and in an instant she crashed into the surface of the sound. And it pulled my daughter from her melodious lay to a watery grave. She is drowned. Drowned. Like watching a sugar cube dissolve in a glass of water, Rena sinks to the ground, her phone falling out of her hand. After what could be moments or an eternity, she speaks. How all occasions do inform against me and spur my dull revenge. What is a girl? If the chief good and market of her time is to wallow in self-pity with no end in sight. Amelia, he that made us with such large discourse, mirando adelante y atrás, no nos dio esa capacidad y esa razón divina to fust in us unused. Now, what drove us to this? A puppy killed? A mother murderer? A world which sees us for our faults rather than our light. For that darkness, which is just un pensamiento que partido en cuatro tiene una parte de sabiduría y tres partes de cobardía. Yo no sé why yet I live while she doesn't. La sangre caliente in our veins is proof enough that we both should move and scream and jump for life. Witness this attic, this house of sueños and loss, led by a delicate and tender little prince. Me, whose spirit with Papi's divine ambition puffed, sought to avenge his murder selfishly, recklessly with no thought of what the cost might be, exposing what is mortal and unsure to all that fortune, death, and danger dare, and for what? To lose you, too? I've spent my whole life trying to grow up. No, not grow up. Hang on, clinging to whatever reality seemed best in the moment, and you, Amelia, our little sparrow, where are you now? How stand we, then? Two sisters torn apart by trauma, separated by an ocean so deep that not even the moon knows where to look? But I have a secret, Pajarito. You think you've gone to a place no one comes back from, but I know just the box you've crawled into and how to get you out. I won't let you go so easy, little sparrow. From this time forth, our thoughts be of living or be nothing worth. The attic door opens of its own accord. Rena walks up the attic steps, standing in the wreckage of boxes and broken things. She looks around for Papi's box, but can't find it. Her eyes finally land on Mom, who is laying on the ground, clutching the old photograph of Rina and Amelia to her chest, 
the wreckage of her packing ricocheting away from her like an explosion. Rena lights a cigarette and taps her mother gently with her foot. Yo, mujer, where did you put that box of poppies? Rena? Have you forgot me? No, by the rude, not so. You are my slain daughter's sister. And were it not so, I am your mother. Wow, un poco dramática, no? Mira, tienes dos opciones. One, get off your sorry ass and help me find that box. Or two, you rot away to nothing. Leave me alone, Rena. No, Meire. Hasta que te ponga delante de un espejo en que te veas la parte más secreta de ti misma. Rena snatches the picture from mom's hand and shoves it in her face. Do you remember when this was taken? I do. It was my 12th birthday, right before Papi disappeared. But he didn't disappear, did he, Mom? You killed him. I didn't kill him. I love Luis more than you will ever know. I loved him so much that when he died, a part of me died and kept dying until I couldn't look at your face without seeing his. You all were so clearly his children, and you had this darkness that would just seep from you. Darkness? Every day I was just expected to soak it all up, until the next thing I knew I was the one drowning. I had become a catacomb, an endless well where he dumped his trauma, his hatred, his hurt. His fears. I had so much of him left inside me that I didn't know where he ended and I began. And then things went from bad to worse when the neighbors called the cops on your 12th birthday. They thought there was gang activity at a 12-year-old's birthday. When he came back from the station... The hallucination started, small at first. He'd forget his keys, lose track of time. But soon he'd convinced himself he was back in El Salvador, back in La Paz, standing in front of a firing squad, begging for his life. And then one day... We were one of your soccer games. I'd asked him to stay behind because I knew the sun and the yelling would trigger him. I shouldn't have left him alone because while we were gone, he walked into this attic and never came out. And you just let us think he had abandoned us? You had started displaying signs of... And the doctors were worried that you'd never be able to recover. And Amelia? She hardly remembered him anyway. That's why he came back for her. What do you mean? Papi, the night of your wedding, he waited until the two of us were in the attic and he possessed her. That's impossible. Ghosts aren't real. A ghost isn't just a spirit or a kid in a white sheet who shouts boo. 
their leftover trauma a human being leaves behind. The accumulated pain of being forgotten, of decades worth of prejudice and shame. If Poppy came back, it's because we made sure he never left. And he has Amelia? Almost. But I can feel her, Mom. Cuando te vas, te quedas. Like it's been waiting for this moment, the box labeled Papi's stuff slides out from the ether of the attic. The two women stare at it. You can't do this. Wow, if I didn't know better, I'd say you were almost worried for me. Just don't die. Oh, please, Mom. That's like so three months ago. Rena walks up to the box and it opens by itself. That same watery grave shining from it. Breathing deep, she dives in and we are swallowed up with her. Opening her eyes, Rena finds herself in the living room, water pouring down the stairs. She begins to half crawl, half swim through the empty and deserted house. Past the kitchen counters lined with alcohol bottles, past the now-abandoned wedding tent, past her sister's bedroom, where the little glow-in-the-dark stars glitter like phosphorescence in the water, past her mother's closet, where the wedding dress floats like a ghost in the wind. She swims through the empty hallways as the current roars past her. When she finally does stop, she has to tread water in front of the attic door, where the darkest things wait for her. The attic is ready for this final haunting, and right in the middle of it all, Amelia drifts in the tide, her little offerings hovering in the darkness around her. Amelia. Who's there? Boo, bitch. Rena. A piece of her little sparrow. Leave us alone. I have no sisters now. You gave up on me. You sent me away. Nada guesser. Ah, I see puppies here too. Still desperately clinging to the mind of este pajarito? Don't talk to us like that! Why not? He's as much a part of me as he is of you. Like calls to like, hermanita. Amelia lunges for Rina, grabbing her by the throat. Go to hell, Rina! Already here, hermanita. I love you, little sparrow. Forty thousand sisters could not with all their quantity of love make up my son. Of course you do, papi. That's why you came back for her. The darkness around Amelia manipulates her like a marionette on a string, pulling her deeper into the depthless dark. Just leave me, Rena, please. I was always destined for this ending, don't you remember? Este es el cuentito de dos hermanas. Y como se convirtieron into algo of the darkest of sueños. Claro. Claro. I remember this cuentito. Pero like you always fell asleep before Papi got to the end. You clearly remember the curse and her older sister cries. But do you remember what happened after she turned into a bird? Amelia stopped sinking. This new little sparrow found a certain freedom in her new life. But sometimes days were rough. Sometimes days were better than others. And sometimes the darkness rolled in and threatened to drown the pajarito. But that didn't bother her. Amelia begins to swim up towards Rina, entranced by her story. Sabemos 
que this little sparrow. She'd go out every day buscando. She never knew what for, just that she felt a tug right in the middle of her heart. So she went out every day searching. Her freedom was as vast as the open sky. As infinite as her mind. Cabal, papi. So sweet how this thing which was once a curse actually became the greatest gift. And soon, in the middle of her daily flights, she began to remember snippets and snatches of a girl all alone, calling out to the bird in her dreams. Poor Nina. Van Sola. Sola. So lost, she, she could, could hardly, hardly tell, the, tell forest the forest from the, from the, tree. the trees. Esta bicha, pues. It was the little sparrow's older sister, still searching for the other half of her heart. She walked through every forest and glen, past every tree until she finally had reached the sea. And just as she was about to jump in, she thought, well, this is where my life was always headed anyway. But then, she looked up. How did it end? No siempre necesitamos an ending, Amelia. I'm so scared, Rena. Yeah, no shit. But this darkness, it's never gonna go away, hermanita. And that's okay. How do you know? Sis, we defy augury. There's a special providence in the fall of a little sparrow. Si es ahora, tis not to come, si no ha de venir, it will be now, y si no es ahora, yet it will come, the readiness is all. I like to think that the two of them, reunited once again, flew all over the world, letting themselves simply be. I want to go home. <sighs> Por Dios, I thought you'd never say that. I am freezing my tits off in this place. Next time you decide to leap off a cliff, do it somewhere tropical like Cabo or San Juan. As quick as can be, Rena reaches out and ferociously hugs her sister, simultaneously kicking fast up to the surface. She swims and swims, never once staring back at the bottomless depth. Finally, right before the two of them are about to pass out, they reach air and find themselves spilling back into the dry attic of the present, the box of Bappy stuff destroyed in the wreckage of the journey. Mom sprints towards them. Amelia! You're back! Couldn't let my little sister have all the fun now, could I? Uh, I never want to go swimming ever again! <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that swimming. Flailing is more like it. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'd like to think we taught you to swear better than that. Fuck you. <laughs> Eso. <laughs> Eso. Let's get you warmed up, amor. We'll get through this together. I'll make some chocolate caliente just for you, mi Amelia. Whoa, what about me? Dios mío. And you, Rina? Mom picks Amelia up, cradling her gently in her arms. They walk out of the attic, leaving Rina alone. 
now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet poppy, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Como me dijiste, acuérdate de mí. Glad are you, old ghost, while memory holds a seat in this distracted globe. Acuérdate de mí. Bueno, from the table of my memory, I'll keep a place for you and all your sueños. Todos tus libros, your laughs, everything you gave me. Your face and heart forever seared into my mind. And your commandment all alone shall live within the book and volume of my brain. I'll never let you go. Te lo prometo. Jesus, Mom, please tell me you're not going to force some weird family bonding dynamic all of a sudden. Just because I saved your favorite child from certain death doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden start liking me. I don't have favorites. Yeah, right. Rena takes one more look at the attic, questions hovering around her. Have all the ghosts truly left this house? Or like the secrets and stories, will they linger, waiting until she'll least expect it, until they can slip inside again? She shakes them off and sprints downstairs. Her exit rippling throughout the old space, and we watch as the attic returns to a stillness. Finally, after all this time, it's now just a regular, old-fashioned, albeit creepy, attic. Nothing under the covers, nothing in corners but spiders and dust. However, like most haunted things, this attic won't stay still for long. It's always churning, always working, and somewhere in the distance, behind some boxes, you can almost make out a sigh or a breath on the wind, promising, who's there? We recognize that stories are a powerful thing, and sometimes these stories don't stop when we want them to end. If House of Sueños brought anything up for you, we encourage you to reach out to the following organizations. You are not alone in this, y te queremos mucho. The Suicide Prevention Text Line at 1-800-273-8255. También hay servicios en español. The Trevor Project at one 866 488-7386 and the National Alliance on Mental Illness at 1-800-950-NAMI. The cast of House of Sueños features Garo Seller as Rina, Angela Hernandez as Amelia, Catherine Castellanos as Mom, Andrew McGinn as Stepdad, with Armando Duran as the Ghost of Papi, and me, Sophie Franco, as the Voice of the Attic. House of Sueños is an original play conceived and written by Meme Garcia with dramaturgical support and direction by Wiley Basho Gorn. Sound design and editing by Megan Roach with assistance from Ezra Anisman. Original music by Kobe Gray and stage managed by Jocelyn Fowler. 
This production of House of Sueños is produced by Seattle Shakespeare Company and made possible by the support of Four Culture and the King County Tourism Board. If you enjoyed this production and would like to learn more or can support us with a donation, please visit seattleshakespeare.org. We acknowledge that we gather on lands taken from the Duwamish, Stillawamish, Muckleshoot, Suquamish, and all Coast Salish people, and we pay respect to them as this region's original storytellers. With this statement, we take a first step toward reconciliation, and we invite you to join us in repairing each of our relationships with this land and its people. Special thanks to William Shakespeare, Actors' Equity, SAG-AFTRA, the OSF Writers Group 2020, Lisa Tejero, Lucy Wells, William Thomas Hodgson, Cindy Johnson, Luis Garcia, Octavio Solis, Rosa Josie, Seattle University, and 18th and Union, an art space. <laughs>